Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the podcast, you get to meet our newest hire, Alex Latham, software developer. He's joined by our digital campaigns manager, Kayla Hollenbaugh. At the time of recording, we've been working fully remotely for nearly a year. And as a part-time remote team before this, we've learned a lot about how to be great at working remotely. So Alex and Kayla share about how to excel at remote work. They discuss the personal and interpersonal skills needed to do well, as well as what companies need to consider to set their remote employees up for success. As culture is such a strong part of our company, we also discuss what companies can do to maintain their company culture when a team is working remotely. Enjoy the episode. All right. Well, we have a really fun episode today because we have our newest employee. So welcome, Alex. Hello. Hi, and welcome back, Kayla. Hello. Nice to see you again. I know. And happy new year. So Alex, this is your very first episode on the podcast. Welcome again. Before we get into the topic, um, we'd like to know a little bit about you. Tell us when you got started, what your role is and maybe a highlight of working here so far. All right. Well, thanks for having me. So uh, I first started at The Receptionist about two and a half months ago in late October 2020. I'm a software developer here. I work on the web application that supports our iPad app. And um, I'd say a highlight uh, since starting here is, uh, I think about this a lot, the day that uh, we internally announced to our coworkers the first feature that I built. Uh, back in November. It was my first time working in production uh, for an application serving an actual business interest. So that was an important milestone in my career. And then to see my coworkers celebrating with me, that just felt so good. And that feeling has been a great motivation for me to continue to keep doing my best here. So I think about that a lot. (laughs) I bet. I mean, I got chills when you just talked about it again, because that must be such a rewarding feeling. I created this and it's going out in the world and people are excited about it. So That's awesome. We're very happy to have you in the company and of course on the show today. So we're talking about remote work and specifically excelling at it. Now we've always been a partially remote team, although, you know, this last year has just been so different for everybody. So Kayla, share with us what our usual part-time remote setup would be like and what ultimately we're likely to get back to at a TBD time. Who knows when that will happen, but previously um, we were working one week in the office and then one week out of the office, depending on whether Andy was in Santa Fe with his family or not. So it all, you know, it was surprising. It was a strange schedule to me when I first started, but it's surprising how easily you fall into it. And, you know, it's nice to have that week where you're all in and you see everyone's face in person. And then you kind of, as you leave the office that week, you know, that you have your next week remote and it's just it was nice to have that balance of the, the both. And I can't wait until we get back to it soon. I know. And now we're allowed to have some people in the office sometimes. So can we just get a quick update beginning of 2021, sort of where we are now with people being allowed to be in the office? That's a great question. Um, I know I haven't been in so far this year yet. We haven't, you know, talked about specific plans to return. I know we do have a Slack channel where we just give people a heads up if they're planning on going into the office so you can, you know, just know who's in or how many people will be in that day so we can plan that out accordingly. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, 
It's, it's all TBD, but it's good to know that sometimes we get to get into the office and see people. Now, Alex, you were hired when we were a fully remote team. Like we said, some people were able to go in and go out, but we're not in this usual week on week off routine. So have you been able to be in the office at all? And what was it like to be hired during this time? Uh, yeah. Um, so I'll start at the beginning. Um, so like I said, I started in late October, but um, the hiring process really started in mid-August when I first applied. And that was right after I graduated coding school. Shout out to the Turing School of Software and Design. So starting out in August was pretty scary because um, you know I was competing with my entire graduating class when hiring was at a slump. And so many organizations were not adapting well to remote work and were still furloughing and dismissing staff. So, so that was pretty scary. Uh, so I knew that going in, I had to really stand out, making my application stand out from all the other uh, people trying to get a remote job at this time. That from application to hire took about two months, during which time uh, office capacity was restricted to about, I think it was 50% in Denver. Because of that, I was able to safely visit the office with appropriate precautions and meet my coworkers twice before my first day. Uh, the first was a few weeks after applying during an in-person collaborative coding simulation with the engineering team. And then again, at the very end of the interviewing process, when I joined a team interview with uh, some more coworkers, about half of them were on Zoom and half were in the office that day. And that was really awesome because I came into work the first day knowing a little bit about everyone and I didn't feel like a total stranger. So we really got off to the right foot, being able to just relate to each other much better. But after starting, uh, restrictions moved to 25% capacity and then further down to 10% after that. But, you know, my coworkers had all adopted a fully remote work setup since March. Uh, but our leadership made it clear that anybody could work from the office if they preferred, as long as that was communicated to the team and, you know, the restrictions were never exceeded. So if you're in the office, of course, we wear masks, keep our distance, restrict gathering in closed spaces. I I think I live the closest to the office out of anybody here. Um, I just live one train stop away. And so I just like walk and I'm in the office in 15 minutes. But I think I'm kind of the odd one out there. Because most days when I go in, I am the only one in the office, which is, it work, it's a great workspace because <laughs> there are no distractions there. But that said, um, yeah, I, I was super appreciative that the receptionist had already banged out the framework of how to work and collaborate remotely because that meant I could just adopt the existing protocols instead of figuring it out on my own. Yeah, absolutely. That one week on, one week off, I think really set everyone up to know how to work remotely. But it really has been a challenge for a team that likes to be together every other week to not be together for a very long time. And now even when people are back, like you said, sometimes you're the only person there. So it's not that same togetherness that we are used to. So let's chat excelling at remote work because I think, you know, a year plus ago, remote work sounded ideal to a lot of us just working from home all the time was great, but it's certainly not for everyone, especially on a long-term basis sometimes. And it does require certain skills and abilities. So Kayla, what sorts of skills have you found that you need to really excel at remote work? 
you know, I found that I need to have a specific spot in my apartment. I don't live in a huge apartment, so I don't have a lot of, you know, space to spread out here, but I have a desk. I actually, when we first moved from the half on half off, I had my monitor in the office and I didn't have a monitor at home. And I figured out very quickly, I needed that second screen to just feel like I was in work mode and not just sitting at a desk on my laptop. So definitely getting that designated workspace and, you know, having the idea that I'm sitting here, these are my tasks, this is what I'm going to do. So having that routine in a spot to really just get into the focus where you're not in the office and you're not with everyone else that you're working with is super important. Yeah. Alex, what about you? What sort of skills have you found that you need to remote work well, even if maybe you're working in the office, right? Because you're still working apart from the rest of the team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, working remotely has its own set of advantages and disadvantages because, you know, on one hand, you can technically work from anywhere, including your bed, which is nice. Uh, But, you know, you do need certain skills at the same time. Like, you know, you need to be able to self-motivate communicate clearly in the absence of body language and you know, collaborate effectively using digital tools like Slack or online whiteboards if you're going to collaborate with each other. I also hear a lot about time management being even more critical with remote work, and I completely agree uh, because you know sometimes I find myself being distracted by the things in my home, like my dog. Uh, she's the sweetest pupper in the world, but um, So it can be really hard to ignore her demands for attention at times, but then I'll put on a noise canceling headset and, you know, I get into my own world. And so it kind of goes from one extreme to the other where, you know, I'm not taking any breaks. So it's important to find a good middle ground where you're able to manage your time effectively and find a good balance. Yeah, you definitely need sort of your tools, right? Like Kayla said, you need to have your workspace set up the digital pieces you need, the screen, and then you need sort of your interpersonal and personal skills of time management, of being able to focus, of being able to communicate effectively and get your work done when someone is not necessarily, hopefully not standing over your shoulder. We definitely don't do that, but just having people in the office and well, they're working. So I'm going to keep working too. Your dog's probably not working, so they're not going to be the best motivator to help you. Now, this question is for Kayla. So going from one week on in the office to one week off remote, I'm wondering, were there any surprises or things you learned specifically from that transition to being 100% remote? Yeah, I think Alex mentioned it in his answer just now, the idea of being able to communicate effectively in the absence of body language or even having your coworkers nearby because we're such a collaborative team and we work in an open space office, it's so easy when we're in the office to just, you know, say, Hey, person in CX, like, can you answer this question for me? And it's harder to do that. I find on Slack because you don't want to intrude and you know, when you're there in person, you know, they have a free moment or maybe they're not working heads down on something. So you can just ask them a quick question. So it's definitely, I think it was an adjustment period. Definitely not as harsh as it would have been if we were a full-time in-person team going remote. It was great to have the tools, you know, the stand-ups that we do daily in Slack. That was something we were already doing before we went full remote. So that was a great continuation to have. But yeah, definitely just, you know, getting used to being able to have those same casual conversations with people, even when you can't see their faces and, you know, just have 
a daily chat with them. Absolutely. And I think that speaks to also having fun as a team. Um, you know, having fun in person is a little bit easier and probably more enjoyable face-to-face. So there's lots of fun that we've had sort of remotely and virtually, but it, yeah, it, it, it starts to change things, which is a challenge in a workplace like this where really we like to be around each other. So that's definitely been hard. So you already touched on this, Kayla, but we've talked a lot about the employees and what we can do to excel at remote work, but what does a company need to consider or do well to help employees be excellent remote workers? Obviously make sure we have the computers that we need and the technology, but what else can the employees do or what do they need to consider? I feel like one thing that I definitely noticed after we went fully remote was people started using their Slack statuses much more um, just to say, hey, I'm walking my dog right now or, hey, I'm on a call. Can you wait till my Slack status is cleared to have a chat with me? So I feel like using the tools that you have at your um, at your hands to let people know, you know, what you're doing and making sure that, you know, you appreciate when other coworkers tell you that, hey, now's not a good time. You also then, you know, set your Slack status in case maybe you are not kind of wanting to hear from people because you have your heads down on a project. So definitely that. And Alex, you obviously came in where we couldn't all be together in the typical way that we had. What do you think a company needs to do well, maybe even in the hiring process to help set their employees up for being good at remote work? I think uh, a company should, one, be prepared to trust their employees, but also um, encourage uh, everybody to show vulnerability when they need help. And that just kind of feeds and goes into the culture of the company, like being able to express your shortcomings or uh, failures and to reach out and get help because it's so easy to kind of live in your own silo where you're keeping all your problems to yourself, like especially remotely when it's very easy to hide information from the people around you. And if you're struggling and nobody knows that it, it's just, it becomes very difficult to continue and work that way. So I think having a company set up a culture where it's okay to be vulnerable uh, is is really critical to ensuring success in remote work. Absolutely. And I think as we, you know, continue through 21 and probably even into 2022, we're going to continue to see companies working remotely, hiring more employees specifically to be remote employees. Are there any other tips or thoughts for companies or employees um, as they maybe are doing more remote hiring or more remote working? I think, you know, Alex made a great point about vulnerability and it's about having a connection outside of just, you know, checking in about your work tasks. Um, You know, before we did go fully remote because of COVID-19, we, our daily Slack standups were just super quick rundown of the tasks we had completed the previous day and what we were going to do the day of. And pretty quickly after that, we started turning it into a much more informal, hey, I did these tasks, but also this was something cool that happened after work. Or, you know, yesterday was kind of a difficult day for me. I found it hard to focus. So those standups became a little bit more personal and it became, you know, easier to make a connection with people, even if you can't see them in person to, you know, know about how their day was, which is something that you just naturally talk about when you see someone in person. So it's kind of fostering a connection that's not just, obviously it's important to communicate about your work and the tasks that you're getting done, but it's important to talk to your coworkers about how they are and 
you know, that's how, you know, maybe I should reach out a hand and see if I can help someone if they're struggling to focus or if they have a lot on their plate, maybe there's something I can help them with. So I think that's really important to do and really goes back to the culture aspect of it. You need to have a culture where people feel comfortable, not just talking about work with their coworkers. Now, along those lines on culture. So we talk about it a lot on the podcast. We are the fabric podcast after all, but how can a company maintain their culture when a team is working remotely, we've already touched on our standups and how, you know, we're, we're staying connected. We allow ourselves to be vulnerable. We allow ourselves to be authentic. We're still trying to have fun. Um, but what are your thoughts on maintaining workplace culture? Alex, what do you think? Yeah. So I think a company's culture helps to make employees feel like they're part of something bigger than just themselves. And, you know, this is a good feeling to have. And it's achieved when employees remain connected to the vision of their organization. So regular staff meetings where we can share our achievements and struggles openly goes a long way toward making sure everyone is invested in maintaining a workplace culture they're proud of, I think. Like Kayla said, we do it with our daily standups on Slack. We also have a weekly stand-up video meeting out with department announcements and regularly scheduled one-on-ones with our managers. and. Um, yeah, so in other words, um, I think just continuing to come together as a company and as an individuals to continually reinvest ourselves in the vision of a company does a lot toward protecting the culture that enables the company's vision. Kayla, anything else to add to that? Yeah, Alex made a lot of great points. And I think, you know, there has to be a conscious effort to still hold the company events that we would be having if we were in person. So having those virtual happy hours where you can just hop on a Zoom call and talk to your coworkers about things that aren't work. Or I know I believe on the first podcast that I did with you, Sarah, I mentioned how I came in and immediately became the plant lady here. So um, we did hire Alex remotely, but we can't let him miss out on the plants that we give all new hires. So definitely have to go in and get a plant. I left it on his desk, you know, just as a way of maintaining that culture, even though, you know, we couldn't all be there for his first day, he had the first day desk experience. So just letting people know that you're still thinking of them and still having the kind of events that you would have had beforehand. And, you know, just being on Zoom a lot more and getting used to the, the Zoom etiquette as well. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the big things I'm hearing is that company culture still matters and it still is important. And it's, it's so embedded in everything that we do, but sometimes you have to actually try at it in this new remote environment and look at different ways to make sure that that culture really does show up and continues. And for companies whose culture may not be as clear and as strong as ours, you know, then you might just have to do a little more work to, to get clear on that. And then to make sure it's continued to be it sort of implemented as needed, but just really lived out by all of your employees. And I think that will further the ability for the employees to excel at their remote work. Like you said, Alex, when you really just feel connected to the company and you want to you want to further what the company is doing. So as we finish up today, any final thoughts on excelling at remote work? Anything we haven't touched on yet? I don't think I have any final thoughts. Um, I know Alex mentioned his dog is a potential distraction and I actually adopted a dog in March <laughs> um, <laughs> because I was spending so much time at home. So you know, he's very much a distraction, but it's also helped um, with the routine that I didn't have on my off weeks when we were on and off previously. 
you know, now I have a dog that I have to walk twice a day. And I also have something that I can do when I want to force myself to take a break. Cause it can be hard to force yourself to take a break when you're remote working and I live by myself. So it's hard to just, you know, step away from my desk and have something to do. So getting that dog was actually really great for my remote work, even if it might seem counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's a great point too. You know, we're in this remote work situation. I think for a while we're like, Oh, we'll go back. You know, it will get back to normal. We're still working on it. So it's a good time to really be thinking this is long-term. It may not be permanently long-term, but what are those things that you need to do to best take care of yourself, set yourself up for success to have a, a really good experience? Alex, any final thoughts on excelling at remote work? Uh, yeah, um, I didn't mention it earlier, but I think another skill that is useful to develop is your is empathy, because it, it it does apply in so many ways. Like when you send a message to your coworker on Slack, you should be asking yourself and trying to read it from their perspective. Is the message clear and contextualized uh, for the recipient to understand? Because you need to be able to see things from other perspectives, because our remote communications are often asynchronous and therefore lacking implicit context. So I think that's just one way that empathy can help improve communications uh, remotely, but it, it really applies in so many ways, honestly. Yeah, great thoughts and great reminders. Well, Alex, thank you so much for being on your very first podcast. <laughs> I know, thank we're going to a little applause, thank you. <laughs> and Kayla, as always, thanks for being here with us. No problem, great talking to you. We sure look forward to the day when we can get back to our usual partial remote schedule, but until then, we'll continue to rock it as remote employees. You can learn more about the positions we're currently looking to fill on our careers page. And if you'd like to learn more about our software, check out our two-week free trial, no credit card required, at thereceptionist.com.